Beef Watch Podcast. I'm Aaron Berger, a Nebraska Extension Beef Educator. For today's Beef Watch Podcast, we're going to discuss an article that first appeared in the In the Cattle Markets newsletter. That was on October 31st of this year. It also appeared in the December issue of the Beef Watch newsletter. And the title of the article, Value of Gain on Winter Backgrounded Cattle. To discuss this topic, I'm joined today by Dr. Elliot Dennis, who's a livestock marketing and risk management economist. Thanks for joining me today. Yeah, thanks for having me, Aaron. Well, this is the time of year when we see many cow-calf producers, as well as other folks who are backgrounding calves, really thinking about what's the value of gain versus the cost of gain. Walk through with us some things to think about, especially this year when we look at high feed prices. As folks are evaluating what they're doing with backgrounding calves, maybe the level of gain they're wanting to target, and what are some things they might want to evaluate as they consider their different options? Yeah, the first thing in in any environment, particularly in, in high feed environments, is recognizing we need to be very aggressive on controlling costs, and we have to know our costs. And then we have to try to aggressively cut costs until it hurts. And so one of the ways that uh, I try to talk about this is when we when we make a business decision, we have to know the numbers behind that decision. And that allows us to make an informed decision uh, about what we're going to do. And one of the ways that we often get to in, in the fall is the decision of whether we should be retaining animals or should, if we just should just sell them. And there's a lot of decision or factors that go into that decision. The one that I focus on in this article is really calculating numbers on if the market is willing to pay you to put on additional weight. And then how does that weight that we deliver at really change that marginal value? And so that's what that kind of article goes over and really looks at two different systems, a fast growth system and a slow growth system. And the way that we calculate this marginal value is through a, f- a formula called the value of gain. And it essentially takes the corn price, historical basis, the, fe- the feeder cattle futures market, and gives you an idea of for every pound that I put on, what is the market willing to pay me? And it represents the current market valuation. So talk through with us a little bit where you get the data to put that information together. Because as producers are looking at, okay, we're sitting here, it's early December, and I'm thinking about, do I hold these calves till March? Do I hold them till January? What kind of gain should I target? Where can they go find information to help them think that through? Yeah, so everything that I use is public information, which I think so anyone can replicate this. I, uh, for simplicity, I use a website called beefbasis.com, and this is free to use, and it allows you to calculate uh, this value of gain. You just put in kind of where you're going to sell the animals, the weight you're going to start them at, the weight you're going to end them at, and then uh, it will calculate that value of gain for you. And the second where I got the kind of the production comes from the, the Nebraska Beef Report, and they had put together some information about what are these different types of grazing systems that, that we should really be targeting. And they had really four systems that they looked at. They had kind of, if we take them slow through the winter, so slow rate, rate of growth through the winter, and then have a short time on grass. If we do a slow growth during the winter time and have a long time on grass, if we're going to really push them aggressively in the winter time. So a fast rate of gain in the winter and short time on grass. And then of course the fast rate of growth and a long time on, on the, on the grass. 
So they have some of what we kind of would expect for gains and at different body weights at both the winter performance and the grass performance. These are really two separate decision makings on whether I should retain animals through the winter and whether I should continue to retain them through the grass. So I, I focus only on the winter performance here. So really the decision we have as a producer is to make, should I be targeting a, a slow growth to hit me into that March timeframe, or should I be targeting a fast growth to get there? Uh, and ultimately what happens is we're going to have a relative difference in the, the weight of the animals we bring. If we have a slow growth, we're going to be targeting about 625 pounds on the slow growth and about 785 pounds on the fast growth. And so I just kind of go through and I kind of show you if we have different performances, what is the market willing to pay you at? And ultimately what we get is that, that value of gain. We then take this value of gain. So for the w slow winter performance, it was about 199 per hundred weight. And if we uh, have the fast winter performance, then it was targeting about $138 per hundred weight. And so uh, what we kind of was trying to show is that actually this market, the, this winter, the mark was actually telling you that, you know, we should actually be targeting really a, a, a slow winter performance rather than a fast winter performance. So you're going to get more dollars per, potentially more dollars per pound if you do it that than the other one. So this just kind of gives you an idea of how to make those decisions. I think one of the challenges for me when looking at something like this and thinking about it is uh, just recognizing also some of the overhead costs that are associated with having and feeding cattle. So if I'm taking care of those cattle, whether I get a half a pound a gain or I get two pounds a day gain, a lot of my overhead costs don't change, but for every pound of increase I get in gain, my overhead cost per gain goes down. So I think one of the challenges for me and one of the challenges I think for producers is it's sometimes not so much the cost per pound of gain, but also cost per day, especially on some of these low gain scenarios, uh, because sometimes we have some costs there that for example, if I feed an additional two pounds of distiller's grains, while I have the cost of the distiller's grains, the overhead cost associating with delivering that uh, may not be that great of an increase. So I guess give some perspective also just thinking about low rates of gain, high rates of gain, the need to really sit down and pencil all that goes into that. Yeah, absolutely. I think, I think you're right, Aaron. This is uh, the sell side and this is the potential revenue side. What you're really referring to is the, the cost side. And so, as you mentioned, you really need to sit down and think about if I have this uh, level of performance, if I have this many dollars per head per day on corn stocks or where, or, or if you're dry lotting, um, that we need to really understand the cost side, kind of where you're kind of going. And then we look at what is that difference, and that's ultimately profit. And so we have to find opportunities where we can potentially make, you know, make the highest amount of profit. So kind of why, you know, we let out with that saying first and, and foremost in high feed environments, we need to know our numbers, but once we know our numbers, we have to be able to know, okay, if I change, when I market, when I sell at different times, I don't necessarily have to be in this, uh, this production environment every time. Maybe I sell a little bit earlier. Maybe I sell a little bit later this time. And so trying to be really dynamic with, with this marketing decision and recognizing that if we do choose to make that decision, we have to be able to, we, we should feel confident that we're going to be paid for that 
when when we sell the animals at the end. One of the other things that comes to mind for me is you mentioned beefbasis.com and that gives historical basis. And obviously basis can vary from year to year. And I, I think this year is one of those years where I wonder if we're not going to see some differences in basis from the average, from what we historically would. Again, based on feed prices, based on transportation cost. Uh, give your perspective as you think about basis right now and what's going on in the marketplace what might be a projected outlook for basis this year versus what would be long-term average? Yeah, as, as you mentioned, anytime you calculate this value gain, you're going on a historical basis. And generally, we calculate it on a three to five year. Um, I'm not sure where we, we could be heading for basis. It really depends on the type of weight, but I probably couldn't be able to provide that right now, but happy to do that in the future. Anything else on this topic that you'd like to discuss or think would be valuable as producers evaluate, look at their cost of gain versus value of gain? Nope. Just recognizing that there's two sides. We have the, the cost side, need to understand and calculate that. And we also have the sell side or the revenue side, uh, which this article uh, really starts, starts to focus on. I think there's some tools out there that are free and really relatively easy to use. And uh, if producers need help with that, calculate it on their own operation, I'm more than happy to help them out with that. Well, thanks again for joining me today. Yeah, thanks for having me, Aaron. For more information on the topic that was discussed in today's Beef Watch podcast, I would encourage you to visit the beef.unl.edu website. Again, the title of the article, Value of Gain on Winter Backgrounded Cattle.